Hello and welcome to the Deception Tips Podcast, where you will learn amazing cues to detect deceit that will help you read people like never before. I'm your host, Spencer Kaufman. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Deception Tip episode number 87. Last week we talked about a somewhat tough tip or concept to understand. However, I really hope that you will have had some time to kind of think about it, to ponder it, Maybe you've checked out the blog post for it, and also, hopefully, you've taken a look at the revised and expanded edition of the Deception Tips book or ebook, because that also has some more explanation of it there as well. Also, you can check out the video on YouTube if you'd like more information. Anyway, conceal and falsify is what we spoke of last week. We said that Emotions are harder to falsify. Why? Because they are so many little tiny muscles on the face. So these emotions, these emotional expressions or expressions of emotion are harder to falsify. And they're easier to conceal because there's so many tiny muscles and this emotion just comes out like that. It's easier to conceal. You can put a smile over it. You could fake a yawn. You could cover your face or your mouth with your hand. You could pretend to have something in your eye. Meanwhile, you're covering it up. There are so many things that you could do to conceal that instant micro-expression. They're very difficult to falsify because most people don't even know they exist. They don't know how to read them. They don't know how to see them, etc. On the other hand, body language is harder to conceal. Why is it harder to conceal? Well, because you don't know when it's coming out. Body language that is unconscious, truthful body language, is harder to conceal because generally, if you knew of it, you'd just stop it. You don't know it's being leaked because it's unconscious. So the conscious doesn't know it's happening. It's just slipping out there. And usually by the time the conscious figures it out, it's already gone. So it's harder to conceal. It's easier to falsify because you can simply fake it. If you want to pretend you're nervous, you could bite your lips. You could pace back and forth. You could bounce your legs. You could do all kinds of stuff. You want to pretend to be defensive and withholding and angry? Fold your arms, hunch your shoulders, put on a scrunched up face, and people might think that you're angry. It's easy to falsify body language because we know what it looks like. We know how our bodies move. We can move our arm without any issue. Our arms, our legs, our hands, our feet, they're easy to move. We control them every single day. The micro-expressions on, on our face that are indicative of emotion, they are harder. Therefore, remember, emotion is harder to falsify and easier to conceal. Body language is harder to conceal and easier to falsify. So pay attention to that when you are in conversations with other people and start to notice the different signs and the different things on their body and think about whether or not it's genuine or if it's falsified. If it's falsified, now you may have a double lie going on. Not only are they lying about the body language or about whatever's going on, but they're also lying about whatever they're saying, so it's kind of a two-faced lie. Something to think about. Either way, today we have another deception tip. This one is similar. It is a general rule regarding conversation and lying. It's something that is taught to people. In essence, 
Children are taught to lie. People are taught to lie. We don't necessarily automatically know how to lie. Of course, we don't need to be taught how to be bad. Kids need to be taught how to be good. Therefore, they don't have any problem lying when they're little. They may have that inherently inside of them, this evil with them. Their heart is evil beyond all things, okay? We need to be taught how to be good. So lying may come naturally. However, when little kids lie, it's very obvious. They will be caught. So they may know how to lie. They know what lying is. They are taught to be better liars by parents and grandparents, etc., and other people in their lives. Now, if you don't believe this, take a look at some research. It's all over the place out there. They have studies with kids lying with adults, teenagers, old people, as in the senior citizens. Sorry if you are senior citizen. I don't mean to be offensive when I said old people. If you are offended by that, lighten up, really. I mean, it's not that I'm meaning to be offensive. It's a fact. Young to old, we get better at lying as we age. You take a look at the studies. 70 years old, people are really good at lying compared to 7 years old. Google it and it will come up. Otherwise, you could take a look at my research paper or a guide to deception. All the research is documented in that book. So today, that's what we are going to be talking about is, are those display rules. Here it is. Deception tip number 87. Display rules are taught and can produce harmless lies compared to malicious lies. Example, receiving an unwanted present. Here it is again, deception tip number 87. Display rules are taught and can produce harmless lies compared to malicious lies. Example, Receiving an unwanted present. Alright, so what does this mean? Harmless lies, malicious lies. A lie is a lie. No. Yes, a lie is a lie. Some lies, though, are more harmful than others. For example, in, in this instance, receiving an unwanted present. So, grandma knits you a nice sweater. You don't want a sweater with a bird on it. Okay? You hate it. They're hot, they're itchy, they're terrible. However, when your child receives that sweater, or when you receive that sweater, your parent tells you, now what do you say? Thank you, I really like it, Grandma. No, you just taught that child how to lie. Or that parent just taught their kid how to lie. They learned how to be a better liar in that instance. They're learning social conditioning or display rules. Harmless lies. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. You're not good. Those types of things. They're harmless lies. Malicious lies have a consequence. Covering up murder. Lying about stealing. They are the cover-ups for greater sins and greater errors. We're going to talk a lot more about this and about the differences and give you some examples coming up right after this. It doesn't take long to read, and it's filled with tips on detecting deception. It's Spencer Kaufman's Deception Tips ebook and contains over 100 cues to detecting deception. Available on Spencer Kaufman's website or any major retailer. 
Welcome back to deception tip number 87 where we are talking about display rules and how kids are brought up and are taught to become better liars through society, their parents, grandparents, and others around them. In addition, we have two kinds of lies that we were discussing, harmless lies and malicious lies. Now, if you've read A Guide to Deception, you will notice in there, maybe you remember, maybe you don't, but in there we talked about low-stake lies and high-stake lies. Low-stake lies are those polite or social lies. Those are exactly what we mean when I'm saying harmless lies. They really, if someone discovers what the lie is, the worst case scenario is embarrassment. You know, hey, uh, you're right, I really don't like your haircut. I think it looks stupid. Or, you know, that shirt, your, your shirt was inside out, and I'm sorry, I said, yeah, you looked good, but I didn't want to embarrass you. Those types of things. The big consequence of those lies would be embarrassment. Or you may seem kind of like a jerk or something like that, insensitive. However, these malicious lies, which are also high-stake lies, these are serious business. These types of lies are things like national security, life and death, spies or espionage people. They tell lies like these in order to save lives or get other people killed or do what they need to do, all for some greater cause or greater good. If you take a look at other high-stakes lies, might be things like in the movies or TV shows where people are lying about their whereabouts on murder investigations or people who commit perjury or lie on the stand to the jury or anything like that. Those are high stakes. These consequences are serious. People could die. People could end up in jail. Lives could be ruined. Blackmail, extortion, things like that. High stake lies have the potential to ruin lives. If you get caught up in one of these, you are in for a world of hurt. Therefore, it's very important that you know how to read people and detect this deception so that if there's something like this going on around you, you can spot it immediately and you can avoid all of those issues and all of those consequences if possible. You can see them ahead of time and you can jump to the conclusion right away. You can get there a lot better. You can save yourself that heartache. Low-stake lies, social lies, polite lies, harmless lies. They are all right. Now, it's not good to lie, no. But those lies, they don't really mean anything. They don't matter. Therefore, if they don't matter and they don't mean anything, why would you tell that as a lie to begin with? Well, you shouldn't. You should not lie. You should tell the truth. But in certain circumstances, you may not think about it. You may not remember it. It's a white lie, you tell yourself. Try not to. Try to be honest as much as possible, but don't be a jerk. Don't hurt people's feelings intentionally. If you know there's a little kid and they say, do you like my sweater or did you like my dancing or my performance or my joke? And you say, no, it absolutely sucked. It was terrible. The worst joke I've ever heard. You're going to really crush that little kid. And why would you do that? That's terrible. You could say, you know what? I thought it was a good joke because you told it. But if anyone else told it, I don't think I would like it. Now you've been truthful. You don't like the joke, but you're not hurting their feelings. You need to be conscious of what you're saying and what you're talking about 
Because lying, if we all try to say the truth a little bit more, we tell the truth a little bit more, we're more conscious of these social or so-called white lies or harmless lies, this world could change. Then, when we notice these high-stake lies, we will be able to see these signs of deception all around us. One important thing to mention is that some people, they get so comfortable telling these white lies or these low-stake lies that they may not even exhibit signs of deception when they're told anymore because it's become a natural part of them. It's almost like they're a pathological liar. However, pathological liars, they're one level up. They're a little bit to the extreme. They could probably tell high-stake lies without any ramification, nothing, no problem, no issue. And those types of people are perfect in the espionage world because they can lie without any problem. And remember, lies are trained into people. And there is another perfect point for that. If you're in the espionage world, you've no doubt been taught how to be a better liar. Why? Because your life depends on it. And so do the lives of other people, those who you're protecting. You've been trained, coached, taught how to become a better liar, how not to exhibit these signs of stress, how to beat the polygraph, how to stop and inhibit these body language and this physiological emotion inside of you. Liars can be trained, and we know this because, as I said in that example, you teach your kids to lie when saying, how do you feel today? I'm good. Or do you like my haircut? Yes. Or how did you like that present? It was good. How is the food? It's great. You're not going to say, no, this food is nasty. That's not polite. So you're going to lie to be polite. They're taught to our children. They're taught everywhere those little lies. And as people get older, they're taught more and more. They get more and more experience. Therefore, they become better liars. You can start to notice all of these signs of deception if you pay attention to them on yourself and on others. I encourage you to continue to do so. Always pay attention. Keep learning. Never stop. Don't get rusty. You stay sharp or you get sloppy. Therefore, continue listening to Deception Tips Podcast. Also, go back and listen to the episodes again. This is episode number 87. That means 87 weeks ago you heard episode number 1. That's a long time ago. Do you remember it? Go back, listen to them again and again. Stay sharp. So I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Deception Tips Podcast. I hope that you'll share it with your friends. Subscribe to the feed. Check out the Deception Tips videos, the blog, and take a look at the books I have available. And as always, tune in next week for a new Deception Tip.